Hello, what have we here? Can you speak Bocce? Of course I can, sir. It's like a second language to me. I'm a yeah, All right, shut up. I'll take this. Shut up, sir. Pokey religions and ancient weapons are no match for a good blaster at your side, kid. You're listening to Havoc Radio. X-Wing 2.0 and beyond. Once again to Havoc Radio 2nd Edition, where we are talking about X-Wing stuff. So, it's been a little while since our last episode. Um, I mean, there hasn't been... There's been some big stuff that we'll talk about, but in terms of being able to X-Wing, we've had a lockdown between now and then. So, we haven't been able to do as much stuff as we'd like. But before we talk about that and other hobby things that we've gotten up to while we were unable to play X-Wing, let's talk about the big event that happened since last time. Will, Is... do you, you want to start us off? Oh, I should say who's here. We have That's Will. what I was waiting for, mate. I was like... I know. Like, episode just, 8, you voices the intro going, but nah, we don't. Do we, uh... Do we, do we want to try that again, or are we good? Yeah, no, we'll, we'll try that again. So, you know, I'm Venomous, I'm here. Hi, I'm Ryan, I'm here. Hello, Luke here. And me, Will. Woo! We did it, guys. Professional. Yep. <laughs> by episode 8, we've nailed all the kinks. Yep. We'll get it better by episode 9. Narrator, no, they didn't. <laughs> it's all good. We'll put up a Patreon. That makes us profess, right? Yep. Is that what it is? Ah, oh, that's all, all right. it takes. It's free money on the internet. I thought it was an OnlyFans account. Oops. Could be, mate. Who knows? <laughs> yeah, I'll put it off then. I'll take it down. My bad. <laughs> it's essentially blackmail. <laughs> um, all right, masters. Masters, yes. Let's talk about Masters. Flawlessly segued. Um, so yeah, the last big event, which was X-Wing Masters, uh, which was on the something of the something date. When was yeah, it? Yeah, it just, time just merges together at the, the moment. It I was... got you. 10th of the 7th is like a month ago, go. guys. Yep. <laughs> it's because the date changed at the last minute because of COVID, of course. So it was meant to be on the 26th. Then it got pushed to the, to the 10th. Um, so it was the 10th or the 7th. It was a one-day X-Wing tournament. We had 24 players, I think. 22. Oh, 22. Um, we had some very late last-minute drops from a few different areas because of yeah, you know, Ryan life. Oh, I'm sorry, guys. <laughs> Jeez. Yeah, so those people are now banned. Stuff. Oh, banned for life. Band. And dead to us wow. on just a personal level. Yeah, hundred <laughs> percent. Shit, bloke. Um, I thought I'd let you guys win all the prizes. That's all. Yep. Oh. <laughs> that was never in doubt. No. Um, no. And... no. <laughs> 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 Rough. Shit. 
We should just rename the wooden spoon. No. Um, <laughs> and yeah, so we had 22 players. So it ended up being a four round event. Um, it kind of went really well, as far as I'm aware. I haven't had any negative feedback, which is good. We've been um, saving it up for the cast, Will. Yeah, I reckon like, now's where you get it. <laughs> nah. <laughs> um, tons of prizes. Uh, everyone who came had a great time, as far as I can tell. Um, raffle went off without a hitch. It was great. I loved it. Um, we ended up with uh, a not too unsurprising top three, considering the names that are present there. Uh, which I will give some spoilers here, everyone. Some spoilers. So Lockie managed to take out top spot uh, with his his um, Republic list. Uh, listeners of the show will notice some similarities between his Republic list and my Republic list that was Luke's Republic list. I don't think anyone can claim this at this point. Um, but yeah, <laughs> with his uh, Triple Jedi Shark T list, which was awesome. Uh, Nick, uh, who is a very recent addition to X-Wing, uh, you know, in the scheme of things, I think he's been playing for, what, six months? Yep. Maybe, like he, maybe a little bit more. He's made a big splash in that time, that's for sure. Yeah, he took second spot with his um, Brobots list. Again, yep. high, high skill cap. Um. Interesting, like, really cool list, to be honest. Uh, I look at it and I think, oh, I would like to try that. <laughs> and then, Ben, yourself, you took out third spot with your yep. Warthog, Double Jedi, and Squad uh, 7 Veteran. Yep. So, can I, I actually also played Nick. Can I just mm-hmm. point out how ridiculous <laughs> well he did? Mm-hmm. So, I beat him in the first round. Um, yeah. Like quite well, but only because one of the robots accidentally went off the board. By like a millimeter. Yep. Oh no. Hashtag boost too strong. Yeah. But it means that I was fighting a robot list. (laughs) And yet, he still beat me on MOV. Mm -hmm. He did real good. He did really well. Yep. Um, Every game post that one was a bit of a thrashing. Uh, was it? What's it called? It's a classic um, submarine run. Drop the first yep. round, get some nice soft targets through two and three, come out strong at the end. That's what he did. <laughs> He's just low playing us all. Um, yep. No, so yeah, he came second. Um, he also, I think, won one of the first raffle prizes. So he managed to snag himself second prize and 50 bucks from the raffle. So he went away real happy that day. I think he quadrupled his money just about. Um, And then a strong showing from Andrew Painter and another one of the new boys, Danny Carroll, um, who's one of the ring-ins by our mate Lockie, friend of the podcast. Um, And he managed to bring Nick, Danny, uh, Made of mine, Sam and Chris, who's fresh back from the UK, all across into X Wing. Sam is yet to commit fully because he's a slave to GW. But other than that, those guys have come in strong. Have come in real strong. Um, Danny Carroll is also one of the few people in Victoria who I envy his ability to paint things. Um, yep. So, fun fact about Danny Carroll 
he paints good, and I hate him for that. Yeah. Action. He's also gorgeous, as it you know, it's a just human another, being, which yeah. we also hate him for. Yeah, bit of a prick though. <laughs> like, if we're being honest, just kind of a shit bloke. Lies, rivalry. Yeah. But speaking of painting, we actually also did have the um, hobby uh, competition during we the did. day. We did, which was actually very hotly contested. It was um, so Denny Carroll managed to bring along his modded. Uh, what is that ship called? Millennium Falcon. Millennium, Millennium Falcon. Falcon. There you go. I should know that. And you not I, know the name of the ship Falcon. in Star Wars? <laughs> my, my, oh my, my, my brain is broken like that, man. Um, <laughs> and he'd fitted it out with LEDs and all it kinds of it. So good. He'd completely repainted it so that it looked it looked like out of the box, but better. And then with LEDs, like it was sick. It was like really cool. It was like a proper and, movie accurate paint job. Mm-hmm. It, it was ins- yeah. It was super cool. Um, then Luke, you managed to drop in your Ahsoka repaint of one of the A wings, which was Sabine. Very- even. Thank you very much, Sabine. Oh yeah, sorry, not Ahsoka. My bad. In fairness, this event happened nearly a month ago, so I'm just like remembering shit on the fly here. Um, and that you came second, just 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 out of you know general. Curiosity, you managed to pull in second, which was why we had a vote for there was two Lukes from memory. Yep. yep. And someone just wrote Luke. And so if that Luke vote had been yours, it would have been a tie for first place, and then I'd have to figure something out. But it wasn't. <laughs> so that was lucky. <laughs> um, so yeah, there was, there was only one vote in it in the end, and Danny managed to pip that one. I'm pretty glad of given that Danny is like makes his living commission painting and I am a scrub who started painting like eight months ago. That's it. All those bribes worked, man. Like good. Yeah. So much bribery. I'm so broke now. Yes. <laughs> I did not do a cost analysis. No. Um so yeah, he managed to pick up the um coolest ship award. I don't remember what I called that award, but it was generally, it was like a repainting or a modding prize. Like it wasn't just a paint job thing. It was like just the coolest thing. Most creative. That was what I called it. The most creative. Uh, And then we had somebody who won the dunce award, which was Andrew Harris. Congratulations, Andrew Harris. You are king of the dunces. Um, He managed to pick come 22nd. He had a rough day. So I've seen Andrew Harris come better than 22nd before, so I know this was a bit of an outlier for him. Yep. Um, so yeah, he managed to get the yeah. misspelt award, which was definitely on purpose. Well, he didn't even know it existed, so we can't <laughs> say he gamed the system. He did not. <laughs> uh, no. He also left the voucher behind. <laughs> yeah, we had to, had to give it to him. <laughs> yeah, I was like, you, the person who comes last gets their money back in the form of a voucher, as a, like, a better luck next time, buddy. And he <laughs> walked off with the misspelt Clark was like, this is the best. And then realized, oh, no, no, you can go buy yourself a ship. Try something new. No. Um, so, yeah, and we gave away two of the metal alt art cards that have come across from uh, High Roll over in the UK. Um, and all the acrylic tokens for the first, se- first match. So, if everyone who went to this one managed to score themselves uh, four 
alt alt heart um, stress tokens, which are now done and gone. That was that um, specific event token. Yep. So they're now finite. There might be a couple available in the raffle in the next one, a few leftovers. But other than that, they are no longer in circulation. So the next event is going to be strain tokens. So they're they're at the they're at the cutters as we speak, and he is cutting those for us. Um and everything else the next the next um event, uh so so speaking of, after this vague recap of event number one, I'm sure you guys remember it a bit more. I was doing to things, so everything was a bit of a blur. Um, the next event is going to be at Maze of Fitzroy. Uh, it'll be in late September. Date TBC. Um, Lockie, the winner of this event, is actually going to to that one. So that I can play. Um, we're going to rotate the, the TO at each event so that different people are TOing. So it's never the same person. Well, it might be the same person twice, but ideally, never the same person twice. Um, yep, just to I'd... cut down on the corruption that was rife at the first one. Oh, yeah. Huge. Yeah, mate. I rigged it so my three mates won. Boom. Um... <laughs> well, now I'm insulted. <laughs> <laughs> Suck it, Luke. <laughs> um no beat me for the store champs bitch no <laughs> no uh and <laughs> what the fuck were we talking about <laughs> oh yeah so i don't believe i don't think Lockie will be playing at least that was uh, well he's already in, in masters either, yeah and toing and playing on the same day is stressful and a, just a real pain in the ass whereas if you just to you get to hang out talk shit make an occasional like judgment call on something and generally sell raffle tickets and hang about it's it's nice and chill and sort of a nice way to spend your sunday uh, saturday yep, yep. also it'll be um, nice yeah, for it, someone other than Lockie to win so yeah everyone gets a turn he's had a good run recently hasn't he so he's, good yeah he's really good yeah mm. he, well i think the reps are helping so me Nick, Lockie, Sam, Chris, Danny are all in a chat that once upon a time was to organize accommodation for an AOS 3 thing, uh, AOS thing, sorry. Um, and they now that's now renamed X-Wing Chat, and they are playing a lot of TTS games. Like, a lot. They play every Tuesday at Maze, and they play, I think, every day. There'd be at least a game being had. It's like they're, the they're smashing it, yeah, and they're all in leagues, TTS leagues, and shit like that. Like they are just in, in hard, as opposed to myself who hasn't played a proper game of X Wing in about a month. Yep. Um, but yeah. Mm-hmm. Uh, so yeah, so we should have a date for that uh, after tonight. Lockie was going to follow that up with the store today and figure out when we could get in there. But the plan is late September. The only reason this one's got a bit of a loose date is my wife's due to have a baby Monday week. (laughs) And so I left this one a little bit up in the air just to see how that sort of shakes out. Um, That's so exciting, man. Yeah. Every day now it's like, is this a poo or a baby? (laughs) I have that feeling as well. That's crazy. But yeah, no. So it's it's exciting, terrifying, all at the same time. And hopefully, in late September, I'll be awake enough to play some X Wing. Yep. Um. So yeah. So that's the plan. So the next event will be late September. uh, Assuming we can get the venue. Worst case, it'll be the very 
early parts of October. Um, it's going to be at Mesa Fitzroy, which is a slight deviation from the original schedule. The original schedule was going to have us in Geelong next. So we'd have an East event, then a West event, then a Central, then rotate the East and West again. Um, but I revised that decision because of the weather. So we're going to do Mays next in September because it's still warming up. Um, have that one Central, which is kind of equally good or shit for everybody, <laughs> depending on your opinion of you yeah. know, stuff. Yep. Um do another one day there, get it started. And then we're going to do Geelong in November. So two months after the next one, uh, sort of middling November. Um, and the reason we're going to do that is because it's warm. And so people can go to the beach. A hundred percent the reason. It's so people can book accommodation down in Geelong, go down for the Saturday, play a tournament, take their girlfriend, do whatever. Fine. Yep. Go out for tea, hang about, have, you know, have, have a good time and then go for a swim. Either same day or the day after. I know I will be doing same day and day after. Um, Good plan. And just generally, yeah. Uh, we're also probably going to drop Werribee from the circuit, not because of any particular animosity towards Werribee, but I've just heard on the grapevine that their venue probably can't handle the numbers that we're realizing, which at the moment we're kind of estimating is sort of mid-20s. Uh, maybe, maybe we'll get to 30s. Hopefully we'll get to 40s by the end of the event, but like, we'll see. Um, but I've heard that they're probably comfortably going to fit like late teens. And I feel yeah. like that's probably a little bit, a bit tight for what we're trying to do. So I think we might just double up on Geelong because they've got an awesome venue. It's really convenient. Like it's obviously in the West, but like it's an hour's drive from Melbourne. Accommodation's cheap. You can get the V line there if you want to just go for the day and, you know, drive. It's central. There's lots of free parking right nearby. The venue's awesome. Heaps of food nearby. It just sort of works on every level. So I'm like, let's not fuck with a good thing. Let's just double up with them. Um, the venue's been one of the first people to sign up to the series and is super supportive and helpful. Um, and a good local crew. And a really good local crew too. So like, what, like why mess with something great? Um, if something else presents itself it's that's worth considering we've got time to make that decision yep but um that's sort of the plan is to double geelong uh and in the same vein of thought we might end up doubling ringwood as well just we'll for the same just see how yep. we go there's other venues but not necessarily not we tend to have two problems uh, out east at least is the venue isn't set up to do x-wing but is large enough or the venue's too small and does x-wing they tend to be one or the other. And so Portal kind of strikes that really nice middle ground. But again, if anybody has a store that they think is a great venue, feel free to reach out, let us know. More than happy to hear hear your thoughts. Um, we're talking about as events. As many people as possible. Yep. Yeah, 100%. More than happy to rotate it up north as well if there's a shop that, you know, that I've never heard of that does X-Wing or is happy to host. All that, sort of, all that sort of gear. So reach out, let us know. We're talking about events that are going to be happening in February um and april next year so they're going to be they're a ways off so we've got plenty of time to organize this stuff um in, in line with that we're skipping january bit so as because we're doing every second month but because people go away for january we've got australia day long weekend which has things like cancon and things like that on up in act all that sort of beginning yeah, of year busyness with an event 
in January. Yeah, exactly. So we're just going to skip January completely, do something in early February, um, and then two months after that, early April. And then we'll do the Masters series about a month after that, six weeks to a month after that, because at that point it's a set set team, and we'll do all that. So anyway, that's, that is that is Masters right now. That's where we're at. So the next one's going to be Maze, then it's going to be Geelong, then, depending on how people like the hot weather, Geelong again. <laughs> um, or we can push them to April. And, um, yeah. yeah. Anyway, did you guys have fun? Like, I know Ryan thinks he's a scrub, but... I did. Oh, yeah. yeah. <laughs> if, I, if I was there, I would have had fun. True story. It was good to see, because we did have people from all over the place. We had, you know, Knights of Natties. We had, you know, us, Black Havoc. We had the Banthers. Mm-hmm. Guff Geelong, Virgin Airlines. Virgin Airlines, yep. <laughs> I fucking love that club, man. That is so good. That's such a good... That's a, I hope they keep it, actually. It's such a good one. Yeah. yeah. So we had quite a few people, so it was good. Good to see everyone. Did you have to, did you have to TO too much? Me? Um, not a huge yeah. amount. Like, there was a few things where it's like, is this in or out of arc? Because it's like, you know, really corner case or whatever, and just sort of a whatever. But nothing too, no real problems. No one was a dick. Like, I know that sounds like it should go without saying, but it comes up when you've got, you know, two nerds trying to win at a make-believe Star Wars game. People get people get serious about that. Um, but yeah, no one was a dick. Everyone was pleasant. Everyone... Um, yeah, sort of just, community. Yeah, they just got on board, had, had a good time. There was no issues. It was awesome. Um, the really? raffle... The raffle worked really well. People people got behind that, which was always a little bit of anxiety for me there because um, the raffle does two things for the series. The raffle, one, has to pay for itself, and I've bought the stuff ahead of time. So there's always a risk that you just left holding the baby. Um, and the other yeah. thing it does is it helps prop up the event. So in the interest of trying to give um, everyone the most sort of premium event possible our margins are very small even though the ticket prices are reasonably high by the time we pay for venue because like people forget that as much as good game i mean portal and stuff host x-wing tournaments when we want to use their space we have to pay them because they have to make money off their venue otherwise they're not making money and then they don't eat um so there's all those costs. Then there's the cost of the prizes, the cost of the, the goodie bags, the cost of, you know, everything kind of stacks up. And then we're also hosting an event at the end of the series that has to be paid for by the series as opposed to by the players. So the players get to come play for free and then there's got to be prizes for that plus the venue hire, all that sort of deal. Um, yep. So there's adds not... Up. Sorry. I'm just going to say it adds up. It adds up. It, yeah, very much adds up. And there's not a much fat in it. If we get like, if we realize a full 40 players or 30 players or whatever, there's, there's leftover. But when, when we're in the mid 20s, we're kind of, I won't say on a shoestring, but we're not doing what there's, there's not, there's not much left in the bank. So that raffle really kind of pushes us over and gets us that sort of that float that we need to make sure that the series um, has money left at the end to pay for that extra event. And then anything that, um, Anything that's left over from that, we can then reinvest and buy like mats and boards and all kinds of stuff that can be used by the series. Yeah, by the series can go and potentially be stored at venues that support the series, so that the players that are local to that thing have more premium stuff to use, and just generally like 
support the like holistically support the X-Men community within Victoria and kind of bring it together and prop it up and do all that sort of cool stuff. Yep, get more people on board. Yeah. Yes, so that was Masters. It was all good. It was. It was great. I loved it. Would do it again, luckily. (laughs) Good, yes, because we need to. (laughs) Yeah, so I will say just in terms of that event, one thing we didn't touch on, which I think is worth calling out, is uh, Andrew Painter, who came in fourth, his ridiculous list and how impressive it was that he did that well with it. Um, because he rocked up with a fully loaded 130 point dash and then 70 points of Wolf Waro with uh, <laughs> Zeb, Leia, Hull Upgrade and Intimidation on Wolf Waro. And um, I'm, I'm so impressed that that did well. I really thought that people would just pick off a wolf in a turn or two and then it would be dash takes on the world, which is not the end of the world. But um, yeah, he, he absolutely smashed it with what I thought was a pretty wacky list, uh, even yep. though I really, really love dash. He did well. Mm. Yeah, very impressed by that. So my loss was to that. Oh, oh really? Yep. He beat me. Yeah, I could see your list not liking Dash. Now, those big hits. Yeah. Uh, yeah. I don't think I've ever played against Dash, to be honest. I don't think it's ever been on the other side of the board. Uh, or Wolf, well, Wolf, Wolf It's Warrior. a completely different game. Yeah, I haven't cool. seen I haven't I haven't seen either of those ships since, since one point, especially Wolf yeah. Warlow. I haven't heard that name since one point Yep. I want to fly some rebels soon. I haven't flown them before, really. Um, I'd be keen to give them a bit of a run. They seem they're fun. Good, they're good fun at the moment. So many viable good ships. Like it's a big roster, and most of the stuff is good. So hmm. it's good times at the moment. Yeah. Yeah, because you got like Hera in the A-Wing, just, like, lifting everything. Well, all the new <laughs> A-Wings, I think every single one is good. Mm-hmm. Yep, can confirm. Yep. Have been on the receiving end of many. Yep. But yeah, Speaking no, I... of new stuff, mm-hmm. we have new stuff coming out shortly. A noise. Well, so... by shortly, you mean anywhere between now and 18 well... months from now. Well, yes, because yeah, supply chain in Australia has been interesting. Some of the stuff that came out in the rest of the world in March, we still haven't got for Legion, for example. But <laughs> look out, guys. Yeah, meant to be coming soon. We'll put it that way. Mm. So let's start off with the first order pack: two bombers and a Thai Whisper. Mm-hmm. Oh man, can we pause on the models for a second because they are all stunning. Yes, the, they um... look really good. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, especially the bomber, I really like. They've um, been worth going and having a look at AMG's website um, or Facebook if you haven't seen them yet. But the uh, it's like a tie bomber, but the wings are sort of pointing out. I don't know how to yeah. explain that, but they're worth having a look. They look real cool. Uh, they look very big. It's like a defender, Hang- sort of like defender Sorry. wing. Yeah, sort of like a defender wing, isn't it? Yeah, that's mm-hmm. it exactly. Yep, yep. So yeah. they've got like the defender wing on either side and the double cockpit, and they look very cool. Mm. Yeah. The double cockpit, though, the the one on the right it looks a bit like a butthole. <laughs> That's meant to be the ordnance pod, but yes. <laughs> so, Literally poops out appropriately. Shit, huh? yeah. <laughs> uh, well, this. never mind. I take it back. That model's ruined. <laughs> <laughs> paint, repaint the white brown. Oh, dude! <laughs> no. Done. Oh, Ryan, you would. 
<laughs> uh, it's already happening. We know it's already happening. Yep. Yeah. Uh, anyway, yeah, cool. All right, bomb, shall I break? Yeah, oh, break it on. down. Break it down. Break it down. Do. All right. So, um, so the bomb is pretty cool. So, it's in terms of stat line, it's basically an imperial bomber with some shields, some hull turned into shields. So, two attack at the front, two evades, uh, four hull, four hull, and two shields. Um, so, so far, so standard. Uh, action bar, we've got focus target lock, barrel into target lock, red boost, and reload, which you can link into a red evade. So, so far, that's like fairly tie bomber-y. Um, mm -hmm. But on the core unit card, the really crazy thing is pursuit thrusters, the chassis ability, which is just straight up, during the system phase, you can perform a boost. So that's just a white and boost. Bomber. bomber, for free. That prevents so, you doing a boost as an action, though, yes? It yes. does, but Ben, you were uh, leaning into something just then. Go ahead. Well, I was going to say it lets you boost them bomb. Mm -hmm. Delicious. Yep. And so what you can do is, for example, if you've run into a small base ship, you can do one of the angled boosts over them and then drop, say, a proximity mine straight on them. And that's just the thing that happens, that unless they have some system phase reposition before you, you just you just have to deal with. That's just copper proxy mine. Um, yep. <laughs> so that's that's very cool. Um, they look very good. So the, the interesting thing about the design is that so they also have like a quite good dial. Um, with it like, is. I was surprised at how good the dial is. Yeah, sort of. So they have all of the one through three moves. Um, the one hards are red, everything else is white or blue. And then they've got a four straight, three sloops. So pretty good. The issue with the dial, which is going to make them really interesting, is their blue maneuvers are only straight. One, two, three, straight. So they've got mm. this weird thing where with the system phase boosting and stuff, they're amazingly maneuverable until they're stressed. And then they have garbage maneuverability and you know exactly where they're going. Mm. So it's going to be really interesting because like a, a boost into a sloop is like you can be anywhere. Like that's, that's just an incredibly powerful turnaround. But then the next turn, everyone yeah, knows exactly where you're going to be. You know what you're doing. Does FO have any ability to stress share or steal? They have mm. things like Muse to be able to get rid of a stress. Mm. That's they true. Can't, like, they can't pluck one off, or they can? No, nah, Hollow hands stress away. But I mean, all of the sort of the theme for them is really like every ship is very selfish. Like it's usually yeah. I will fuck over everyone else to help myself rather than the other way around. Yeah. Um, so I, I can't expect yeah. there'll be... I mean, Muse is a bit an exception, but I can't accept that, expect too many of that. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That makes sense. Yeah. It's just, yeah, there wasn't like an upgrade somewhere that you could pop yeah. on it somehow or another ship that you could pair with it to do... to kind of bait that, you know, make them think that you're going to do a straight and then you hand it off and then all of a sudden you're doing a weird thingy and they've moved to... Well, you see what I'm saying? I'm, I'm sure we'll find out. Someone's going to find something somewhere. Mm. Yeah, I mean, you can... You can put primed thrusters on them, um, which means you keep that system phase boost even if you're stressed. It is a lot of points, though, so I'm not sure how good that'll be. Um, but yeah, cool cool design. I like the idea of the I'm really maneuverable till I'm stressed and I'm garbage. That's an interesting space I don't think we've really seen before. Mm -hmm. And there was another thing that you mentioned earlier today, Luke, and that is FO now have a bomber and they can mm. concussion bomb rush to make him an I-6 at the beginning of the game. Mm -mm. Oh, I like that. Double reposition oh. I-6 from the beginning. <laughs> That's pretty cool. Can you, yeah. can you 
Could you also do quick draws ability as well? Uh, you could. I mean, you could do that. That's a good point, actually. That does open the option of bombing. I mean, I'm not, not sure it's usually that good one. an idea, but you can bomb quick draw to give him a shot before, mm. you know, at the end of the uh, movement phase, whatever you hell we call that, activation phase. That's pretty cool. cool. Mm. Hmm. Could be interesting. Yeah. Something, to think, something to think about. Yeah. So I think, yeah, it's not or even the, wildly different well, from the Imperial Bomber, but it does open up a lot of those options for FO that they don't have now. Yeah. I'm gonna I'm gonna go back to the bombing and hurting themselves for a second. Tavson would love it. Ooh. Hey, just a few extractions oh. for the hell of it. Mm. Oh. Okay. That'd be pretty cool yeah. for a free coordinate or whatever early. Yeah. Lock focus with five red dice. Yes, please. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah. And then every ship takes a one damage because they've blown up an asteroid or something. Mm. That'd be pretty tasty. Cool. You're starting to have some ideas there, Ryan. It's <laughs> <laughs> a manifesting happening right here. <laughs> yeah. We'll see. <laughs> Very good. And then um, in terms of, uh, I think there's only been one pilot released so far from this one, which is uh, Grudge, who looks pretty cool. Um, so basically it's when one of your bombs or mines, just, you know, things that explode explode at range 0 to 2 of him. Um, for every attack dice that's rolled because of that device, um, you can, the FO player can choose to re-roll one. Mm-hmm. Uh, so it's like how one for bombs, which is real cool. Mm-hmm. Um, and it works on everyone. So for example, if you catch someone with two concussions, like both of those can get re-rolled, so you're like much more likely to put damage through on them. So it's it's quite or, quite cool. It's also if you hit yourself, you can also re-roll a real bad result, right? Mm. Yes, very true. Oh, yeah, nice. Get rid of that crit into a. Oh well, knowing That's me, the... I'd roll a hit into a crit. But, you know, <laughs> <laughs> the one time you roll a crit, right? Yeah, that's it. But I mean, it's a good point. It does also like massively take the teeth out of if you're running over your own concussion bombs. Mm. Yeah, you're like I think if you get hit by two, you're probably like you're unlikely to take one damage if you can reroll both of them. Like it's mm-hmm. yeah, no, that's pretty good. Mm. I like it. I think the other ship in the pack, though. I mean, we haven't seen all the cards for this pack, right? There's still a lot we haven't seen. I think not even close to all of them. Yeah. Yeah, I mean the tie whisper, the model. Going back to what you were saying earlier, the model looks amazing. Mm-hmm. Um, so interceptor with um. Uh, silencer wings, basically, which is it's a good look. Yeah, it's like a silencer with a SF body, sort of. Yeah, yeah. Nice. The model actually in the promo pictures looks kind of rough. I'm not. Yeah, I don't know. Looks compared weird. to compared to the other ones, it looks like it's dusty. It's got oh. some paint scratched off it. Maybe in that photo, not sure. Yeah, it's just weird that they've got that as a promo photo. Like, that they've not tidied it up, yeah. <laughs> basically. is uh, that's, I'm not well, sure the ones out of the box will probably be fine. But like Speaking of not tidying things up on the promo photos, um, the oh, TIE Whisper base yeah. is missing the firing arcs, both the front mm. and rear. Because So let's talk about the ship first. Um, it has... A, um, it's got a three red dice bullseye the same way that like the ETA two fighter does, mm-hmm. but it also has a two die turret that can only ever go forward or back like a tie SF. 
Uh, it's only got two green dice, three hull, two shields. Um, but I think there's a lot of stuff we haven't seen for this ship. So, yeah, we've seen one config, but I think we're going to see more. But the, the thing about that base, going back to missing the, the arc markers, it doesn't have the arc in the rear for you to be able to use your turret. And we've heard reports from people who've actually seen early copies of this pack that the bases are actually like that. They're missing those um, firing arcs. So not exactly sure what AMG is going to do to resolve that because as it stands, the ship's not really playable with those bases and you can't use the arc markers for you know, other abilities, things like outmaneuver, um, feelers, all that kind of stuff. You need the front arcs to know where you're in there. So it'll be interesting to see how they resolve that. There's been a bit of a controversy over the last week or so since these leaks happened. A whole new industry can spring up. Third-party base cutters, acrylic bases. Yeah, it's, <laughs> it's interesting because that's not technically legal for tournaments at the moment. So they're going to have to do something, either new base plates or, I don't know, yeah, I, I, I'd say 95% chance these packs will rock up with, because I've still got a couple of months till they're officially released, so I'd, I would expect they're coming in with the, uh, the little baggies with the, with the four yeah. extra bases or however many you need. I would hope so. Yeah. Like yeah. they have with the V19s. They had the wrong dials. Yeah. You know, you yeah. bought that pack, it had the extra dials in it. Yeah. I have the alternative... Oh, go on, sorry. I was just going to say, I have that pack somewhere. I don't even remember where I put it or what ship it quite goes with. <laughs> but I know at some point it was like, I pulled this thing out, it's like, these had the wrong bases. And I was like, oh, okay. And then I put it aside, never thought about it again. Chances are I'll pick up the wrong dial at some point and play You'll a ship. notice, because it's oh, only okay. banks going one way. Oh, okay, okay, okay. That's what the problem with that is, dial was. Is, it, is X-Wing still FFG or AMG now? AMG. AMG. But it's the rules oh, okay. are still FFG rules. Like, yeah, yeah. the rules yeah. writers, like... Yeah, so I didn't know. If, I didn't know if FFG kits, had taken over. No, no, these kits were designed by FFG. So even though the products moved across, these this is still FFG developed stuff that's coming out. Mm -hmm. okay. Probably not until next year that we see anything that AMG have developed. Hmm. Hopefully, yeah. we see like a huge jump in quality. That's what I'm hoping for. Not, we'll that it's, not that FFG was bad, it's just that would be awesome if it went up. <laughs> and yeah, we've, we've talked about that before. I think there will be some interesting things happening. So, yeah, mm. we'll see, see what happens. But yeah, let's talk about the Tire Whispers some more. Luke, do you want to talk about the jamming config? Uh, I do. I, don't, I think this one hasn't been officially spoiled. It appeared somewhere, so I can't remember exactly what's on it. Um, but basically, if I'm for, I'll do it. I, I think I can do it from memory. So basically, it gives you a whole bunch of linked actions that link into a white jam. So I think it was like focus into white jam, maybe target lock into white jam, uh, one or two repositions, like just like a ridiculous series of um, actions. Mm -hmm. And then on top of that, it also gives you an ability whereby if either, I think it's either the attacker has no green tokens or there is a ship in the attack arc that is jammed. So that's either the ship that's getting shot at or any other ship that's in the attack arc. Um, then the defending whisper gets an extra defense dice. So it bumps them up to three. So that seems like an 
absurdly good. It's going to be real expensive. I think basically is that like I'm shocked. I would be shocked if that's less than ten points on the base chassis because Jam is really good. Easy access to access to extra green token uh, to extra uh, evade dice is really good. Um, it's it's real good. <laughs> it looks very scary. Strip, stripping mods is always handy as well. Mm. Yeah. Well, we've seen a lot of like the false transponder codes has been the one that's really brought a lot of jamming into the game and it's it's very effective if you can you know keep the transponder codes charged and keep jamming things because it, it just like you just don't get action so your dice are garbage so you don't do any damage and you just die um so yeah jam is very good and so it'll be i think it'll be a strong contender for inclusion in a lot of lists if it's not priced into the stratosphere was that a um, was that a faction specific card or ship specific card? It is a config f specifically for the whisper. Whisper, yep, cool. Yep. Um, and there was a card that also worked on the silencer, wasn't it? I don't think. It was oh no! Oh, yeah, no, it that's was. Cool. Oh, that's the other cool one. Then that has been spoiled. So that's the sensor scrambler. That's a tech. So that is you get. And it's almost a probably more interesting one to talk about because the other one's just straight up good. But this is this is interesting. So sensor scramblers, when it's during setup, you get a cloak token. So you can't cloak as an action, but you start cloaked. Um, while while you're cloaked, other ships can't acquire locks on you. So it's like a super cloak. But during the end phase, if you're cloaked and there's an enemy ship uh, within O to three, you have to decloak. Um, and it's not like the um, the cloaking device. Uh, elicit where there's a loophole where if you've just failed a cloak, then you get to keep it. It also says if you can't, if you do and the decloak de fails, you just lose the cloak token. Um, so basically, this is like a interesting. So it's a tank, either tank damage for the first round of shooting, or it's like a really interesting repositioning card. And yeah, it's the first engagement card. First engagement card, and I think it's like it's quite cool. Like it's it's interesting, but it. Basically, what it means is, and yeah, so this is Whisper or Silencer. And so I'm just picturing with Kylo, like you can, you know, move in towards your first engagement. And then the idea would be that you have your five straight dialed in and you can either, you know, decloak forward, left, right. It, just, it makes him much more unpredictable in that first engagement. And I think that's quite interesting. I don't know. Any thoughts, guys? Yeah, that's cool. I like that. And yeah, it gives you an extra yeah, green yeah. dice until you decloaked, yeah? Uh, yeah, oh, extra two green dice um, while you're cloaked, exactly. Can't shoot while you're cloaked, but yeah, extra two green dice. Yeah, extra the jamming two. config, yeah. the jamming suite, um, it does take up your tech slot. I don't know if we mentioned that, but the it's interesting the ones that do link into the white jam, they are not, you can't lock jam or evade jam. It's only focus, barrel roll, or boost. So. Okay. But I think on the chassis is the same that you don't can't link into a rotate as well. Yeah. If I'm remembering mm. correctly, I'll find the card in a second. But see, people were like, oh, you could pattern analyzer, right? But no, nah, takes up your tech slot, so you can't do that. Yeah, thankfully. Oh, yeah. yeah. So that'd be so. Um, that de decloaking is always two, isn't it? Yep, yep. Yeah, two straight, either mm. yeah, barrel roll or straight boost. Or straight boost. Mm. Gosh, five straight, decloak, boost. That's it. Um, or, or even just like sit just outside of range. Um, 
range three and the system phase decloak forward and then 4K. Like, I'm just trying to think that's not, mm. it's not quite going to clear you actually. But uh, still could be really cheeky if you're like landing next to people. Yep. Mm. Yeah. And you can always decloak the sideways and dial in a one hard type thing as well. Mm. Yeah, you can do all that shenanigans. All that type of shenanigans, yeah. Good, good flanking. That'd be fun. Oh, yeah, I'm looking forward to that upgrade on Kylo on the silencer, I think. Mm-hmm. Maybe. We'll see. Is that one just a tech slot? It is. So just... the other one with the, the jamming, was that a tech slot and a modification? And a config. Config. So that's, yeah, definitely only a whisper. Yeah. I thought that took up something else as well. Okay, cool. That's all right. Then. So there have been a couple of pilots for this that have been released as well. We've seen Kylo Initiative Five has got three Force tokens, um, and his ship yeah. ability before an enemy ship in your bullseye is dealt a face down damage card. You may spend a Force. If you do, it is dealt face up instead. Crit I Kylo. Really I really like that. It is so much better than the other Kylo abilities. Yeah. Um, like same sort of so, theme. I love it. So much better. Mm-hmm. Uh, he'll be pretty good but the one I'm excited about is Wrath also an initiative 5 pilot after you perform a bullseye attack if you have one or more non-lock red or orange tokens you may perform a bonus attack against a different target take that with hollow hollow can pass a red token there you go I like that That's mind you it's limiting you likely to a 2 red dice attack as opposed to a three red die. You're unlikely to have two ships in your bullseye. True. So like, unless, you, unless you're flying against formation. Well, unless you're flying against swarms. There was this is completely just left field, but there was a guy the other day who was saying they had Tarani and they ended up with three ships in their bullseye, <laughs> and they said, oh. "Dream come true." Ah, oh, dream. <laughs> Gross. <laughs> yeah, I've been. I mean, this is a total aside, but I've been flying Tarani a bit lately. And if if you're getting bullseyes in, he is so strong. He does so much damage. Um, and then it's other games you don't, and he does nothing. But you know, let's let's ignore those and focus on the peaks. He's good yep, fun. Yep, yep. Fly Tarani. PSA. Um, anyway, new cards. Carry on. Um, yeah. Yeah. Don't know that we have any more stuff for the first order. Anything else anyone wants to talk about that's exciting? Um, I'll look just so maybe just quickly touch on the, the upgrade slot. So like the A-Wing looks like they're getting an extra talent slot. Um, so the, the I-3, for example, has two talent slots. Well, it'd be interesting if Kylo gets like a force talent, you know, like the ETAs. Mm. Particularly with mm. a bullseye attack like that, you can take like Predator and something. Yeah. Well, that's it. If you get something like, because they're going to be reasonably maneuverable. Um, so something like a predator and um, uh, fanatical would be pretty interesting because then you just if you get them in bullseye and you've taken that da- damage, then you you know full passive mods it could be interesting. Yep, this will be fun. Mm. Predator so, yeah. and marksmanship. Predator and marksmanship. Reroll it into a crit with any luck. <laughs> yeah, why not? Yeah, that's a good point. I mean, yeah, because they've got the strong bullseye, so why not lean into yeah. taking the repositions? Because that's the thing. They don't have reposition linked into, uh, like, a token. Reposition linked into rotate, which is still pretty good. Um, but, yeah, it means, yeah, 100%, I think, the 
leaning into the things that give you mods in Bullseye is, is the way to go. So, yeah, if no one has anything else for the First Order, let's talk about the Resistance. So they're getting a new pack, and it is two Resistance Y-Wings. Now, this is kind of interesting that it's two ships and not three, because all the other squad packs we've seen have had three, right? Um, I was I was hoping that it would be like two Y wings and a Resistance B wing that would have like made my year, <laughs> but um, no two Y wings. So someone at FFG obviously loves Y wings after getting two Y wings in the Scum pack and now two more Y wings in the Resistance pack. Like someone really really enjoys their Y wings. Um, that is going to put me up to nine Y wings. Yeah, I think I'm probably around about the same. Yeah, I mean, the... so why not? Oh, Ryan, thank you. <laughs> but they're um, they're kind of interesting in that they have a similar stat line to normal, like the Y wings that we would expect. But they've got four hull, three shields, so it's still quite a lot. Um, the the thing that's interesting, and this will tie back to the, the First Order stuff as well, is the ship ability says, after you perform an action added to your action bar by a talent, illicit, or a modification upgrade, you may perform a calculate action. Now, the thing that's interesting about this is the cards that they've shown us don't have an illicit slot. So... Why does the ship action have, you know, why does it mention an illicit slot if there is none? Which makes me think that either some of these ships may have different um, upgrade slots depending on their build, the same way that the Hyena Bombers had for the Separatists, or there's configs that we haven't seen that will give those or upgrades that will give, like, illicit slots. We have seen one config that's wartime config, I think they call it, wartime loadout. Yuck. Yuck, yuck, yuck. And it gives lock and reload and two extra shields. So, you know, they seem, you know, good. But I'm guessing that there's probably going to be more configs that will let these Y-Wings do slightly different stuff to what we've seen other Y-Wings. Similar to how the FO bomber is like an Imperial bomber, but just can do different things this will be a y-wing that can do different things yeah which i actually unless really like pilot... as a design now go on Ryan. sorry unless the pilots have specific um abilities that allow you to do yeah we haven't seen no. the stuff that's been released so unless seen. so unless they're going towards the line of when they find the spy smugglers on and i can't remember their names now it's been yeah. so long since i've seen that that movie but um yeah. Sazori Bliss Frick, was say. the big one. That's yeah. it. That's the one. Yeah, yeah. And Babu Frick, maybe they give out illicit slots somehow as their pilot abilities. Don't know. But yeah, it'll be. It, these do look really interesting, actually. I'm, even I'm a bit tempted to look into these ones. Well, the other thing they have, well, of the pilot they have shown as the upgrade slots for, it has two modification slots. Mm. Which makes sense if the chassis ability comes off that. So you could give them. Uh, I don't know. Um, the targeting computer gives you turns your um because they Ooh, have a red lock normally, so that gives them white lock. White lock into calculate, very good. Ooh, oh, uh, 
maybe the one place where you can make a credible argument for the config that gives you um, or the modifications rather that gives you uh, reinforce because uh, usually that's garbage because you're also losing a shield but if it's reinforced into calculator that's pretty good well the wartime loadout actually adds white lock as well so it does but it also replaces the ship ability does it oh, replace ship ability? It does too, yes. Yeah, with an also pretty cool ability where if you're... So for that one, it also... So if you're performing a torpedo or missile attack, if the defender's in your bullseye, your crit results cannot be cancelled by evades. So basically everything is auto-blasters yeah. if you're in the bullseye. And particularly when, like, proton yeah. torpedoes give you a crit. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, admittedly, <laughs> if you're shooting proton torpedoes, you're hoping to get more than one hit through anyway. Mm. But... Yeah. Still pretty good. Still is the config good. just a config? Config, config. and the war, sorry, no, sorry, the wartime wartime loadout. Is that just a config? It's standardized and it takes your config slot and a mod slot. So and then it has another mod slot, yeah? So the ship uh, yeah. Yeah, the ship still has one. So more. you could put another so could you be really really cheeky and put another shield upgrade on there? Yeah. Yeah, yeah if you wanted, if you want him to be super chunky. Oh. You know, um, six shields. Yeah. Or a hull upgrade, which makes it cheaper. Oh. Yeah. Look, I will not mention, so these guys, so the base has one health less than the other Y-Wings, so seven when everyone else has eight. So seven health behind one agility. Like, it, it is reasonably frail. It'll definitely take a couple of hits to kill them, but, like, they'll die. Um, but, uh, but the thing I was actually going to say before was I actually really like this design space where they've got the config pushes it into two different, Kind of different uses because the the base uh, upgrade bar doesn't have torpedoes or missiles, so they're like bombing or turret platforms. Uh, so basically, it means that you can it's easier to price them sensibly. Yeah, I think that's um, true. Mm. Yeah, it'd be in, be interesting to see how they go because yeah, like we were saying with the first order stuff, you know, it gives some options to resistance that the faction doesn't already have, like, you know, small base bombs, this kind of stuff. So, yeah, it'd be interesting. Has, has the dial been leaked for these new Y-Wings? It has, no. yes. Are it's they the like same a, as It's like a normal Y-Wing dial, pretty much, I seem to remember. Yeah, it's pretty close. Uh, one bank one blues. Bank. The blues are one forward, one bank, uh, two forward, and, and three, three forward. And then they also have two banks, two hards, three banks, three hards, which are red, four straights, which are red, and a 5k turn, which is red. Yeah, so basically it's it's a little bit better than the normal, than the Rebel Y-Wing. The th three straight goes from white to blue, and your 5k turn, 4k turns into a 5k, and otherwise it's identical. Mm. Uh, okay. So what I'm getting at is you can't, if you wanted to fly four of those new resistance ones, you can't use the Rebel base. The rebel dogs. No, they're different yeah. different names. Yep. Yeah. That's a shame. That's a shame. If, anyway, you gave it, if, you gave it, if you gave it a turret and bombs, you could do some interesting turn two bombing runs. Where turn one you move up, turn two you five K, shoot at the back with your turrets, turn three you bomb. Yeah. As they come in with the five K. Just gives you that little bit of extra distance where bombing's probably viable. Yeah. Cheeky. I like it. Yeah. And okay, then so not, I think not even more of these things. Not even lose out on shots if you've got the turret. Depends on costs of everything, obviously, but you might be able to yeah. do some interesting little shenanigans there. Yeah, especially I mean, if you've got like seismics. 
Yeah, absolutely. And that's the other thing. They're going to be quite cheap. Mm. Like they're... Y-Wings, yeah. Def- definitely worse than the Rebel Y-Wing. And like the Rebel Y-Wing starts at 30 points and this has one less health and red target lock. Yeah, I don't know. Like It's got to be at least a couple of points cheaper, cheaper right? You'd hope yep. so. <laughs> You'd sure fucking hope so. <laughs> Would be interesting to see because you know a lot of cards in there. We don't know what other configs do they have. Yeah, mm. yeah. What other? Well, even just actually it's something I didn't realize till I was listening to another podcast today. There isn't actually an illicit at the moment that adds an action to your action bar. Ooh, isn't it? No, because everything else, all of the illicits that have actions are actions on the card, which isn't adding it to your action bar. Weird. Ooh. Yeah, so it's obviously something coming in the pack that is going to tie into this. I just got the. So that's not adding next. to your action bar. No, 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 no. It's it's just yeah. Oh. If it's on if it says action comp, uh, colon whatever, it's not on your action bar. It's a separate thing. Um, it's just like the, uh, yeah, like the targeting computer that just has the little icon as if it's a yeah. I didn't realize that, but yeah, you're right. Mm-hmm. So there's something in this. Yeah, I think I think there's going to be some cool cards. Actually, speaking of which, can we talk about overtuned modulators? Because these yep. seem interesting. We can um, talk about that. Go for you it. You want me to read it off? Yep. All right. So, elicit one charge, non-recurring. During the system phase, if you are not stressed, you may spend one charge to gain three calculate tokens. So amazing, three calculate. It's basically as good as like two focuses. Like that's absurd. Uh, downside, during the end phase, if your charge is inactive, for each green token you remove, gain one strain token. So that's Oof. situationally kind of bad, but manageable? I don't know. What do you guys think? Sort of. So yeah. the first, my first reaction when I saw this card was Brobots are going to love this. Because one of the things that they always struggle with is being able to get like both mods on an attack, they'll be able to do this, get the calculates, and take a lock. So they can, you know, lock calculate. And particularly with things like synced cannons and IG88B being able to like double tap. I think that is gonna work really well. Obviously the removing green tokens bit once it's inactive is going to be a bit of a problem. Um, but if you take IG88A, you can actually swap tokens around as well so that you can pass one off to one of your friends. So I think on IGs, this will be pretty pretty strong, particularly with things like Cutthroat. You can actually get charges back now. Um, so, yeah, I think it would be pretty good. Can we can we dial it back a second? I'm sorry, guys. The, I get the whole, you get the three calculate tokens, but then if you don't... So if 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 you're left with three calculate tokens and not spend any of them, you then get three strain. Or if you spend all three of them, you get the three. If you spend all three, you get no strain. Okay, cool. Yeah. So I think it'll be good. I think it's situationally good if you're coming up against a lot of shots, like you're in the thick of it. Or making a lot of shots. That's why I was like, IG, you're making shots. Yeah, exactly. Mm. Yep. I reckon, that, I reckon that'd be pretty cool on Dengar as well. Yeah. Yeah, yeah Alpha Strike Dengar. Mm-mm. Yeah. So the, so the thing that I immediately jumped onto with this... So first of all, I think this isn't going to be that good in Resistance. I could be wrong. But I think this is the one of those cards that Scum's going to ruin as they do everything. 
Hmm. Um, so the, the one thing I, that I, I like the sound of is that so Jabba the Hutt is a crew that I think did actually do really well at a recent online event, but mostly hasn't been seen much. Mm-hmm. Uh, basically, during the end phase, choose a friendly ship at range Oda 2 and spend one of his four non-recurring charges, and it that ship recovers a charge on its equipped list on an equipped illicit. So because that's the same timing as overtune modulators, as a matter of fact, it's before it, because it's before you remove the tokens, like you can take away the downside of it and let someone do that again next turn. Oh. Yeah. And that's so that's four times. So if you have so just quickly throwing things in. So Lando in the um customized YT thirteen hundred with Jabber and Cutthroat is forty nine points. So you can fit IGC and IGD. And with both with cutthroat, and that leaves you twenty four points for upgrades. Oh shit! Yeah, so that's not like IGs. Usually, you just you try and put, try and load like that. Usually, it's just two IGs, and you load them with upgrades because they okay. want advanced sensors and that sort of thing. But I think if instead of using all the fancy dancing stuff, you can for the first couple of turns give them three calculates on top of their normal actions, like you could just alpha stuff. Like you just 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 wreck things while they're basically invincible, sitting there with their three tokens and evades, and I think that could be a good list when this comes out, depending on how much it is. Mm-hmm. Yeah, um, fair bit of and- chunk there too. Slight interruption there with our recording bot getting disconnected, but we're back in action and we have mm-hmm. some big news. We do. We have a date for Fresh. the second Masters event. It has been confirmed in the downtime. Uh, it will be confirmed with the venue tomorrow, first thing, but it will be the 25th of September, which is a Saturday. Very nice. So, yeah. So yeah. the. Hours might be slightly different for this one because it's a different venue. Obviously, got to fit in with them, but I imagine it's going to be 10 a.m. till 6 p.m., which is the same as what we had for LockyCon, whatever we call that was called. Yep. Never tell me the odds. I think that one was. That was, that was the one. Yep. So, same venue, same time slot, uh, same tables, same everything. Uh, ticketing to maybe done through the venue. Um, I'm just, I'll confirm that today, but either way, all this information will be on the event page and on the players pack. Yep. Um, so you can just follow the prompts. So yeah, either way, it'll still be 30 bucks. You'll still get a sweep thingy. It'll be the same again. So come play, come play, come play, yep. come play. Yep. Excellent. All right. Well, I think we sufficiently covered that over two is going to be amazing. Yeah. Yeah. Um, is there anything else? Okay. Uh, sorry. So being an opponent up against that disgusting mod, yep. you just wouldn't shoot the ship, would you? Uh, then well, it gets to mod shots against you. 
That's if you're not. That's if you're getting shot at, though. Depends on the initiative, eh? Sometimes you I get to you, yeah, be playing with that info. Sometimes you won't. Just true. And I suppose, and I suppose you wouldn't. You wouldn't be doing. You wouldn't be spending the charge striking if you're not getting, not shooting. So why would you? Yeah. This makes sense. Yeah. Just throwing mm. one other thing out there: the partisan X wings and U wings have illicit slots. Hey. Oh. Mm. oh, imagine that! I mean, oh. That'd be pretty handy on a U-wing. Hmm. Is it as an illicit slot, wasn't it? Yep. 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 Yeah. I was just thinking take, of all these other take, ships that would love it. Take two of them on the ships in Scum that can take double illicit, and then just pop both of them at the same time for six. No, I can't have more than one of the same upgrade. Six calculations. <laughs> Go big. Six straight. <laughs> yeah. No, you can't quite. But you could. Through like Jabba shenanigans plus gamut key keeping tokens, you could get up to. <laughs> I saw someone doing this math oh. on some forum somewhere, and I think it was if you do it on a multi crow um, hawk, you could get up to like oh. nine green tokens. I don't know why you would. You have nine focus results you can change, but that'd be awesome. You could, and then like and then you get nine strain tokens. Do it just so that you do it. You know. <laughs> With Hera. What, what's one? What's not? What's nine strange tokens with friends? You know? <laughs> exactly. <laughs> just, She's just never shoot that ship because you're a bro. Ah, <laughs> oh, crazy. Shit. Anything else we want to cover with the first order and resistance stuff? Ah, good. I think we're good. All right. Next topic: Luke online leagues. Oh, okay. Yes. Um. So. You slackers all like playing interesting real life, but um, I've been playing a few online leagues that um, I'm not actually sure what I'm supposed to be talking about here, aside from they're pretty cool and they're good fun and you should all go do it. Um, but uh, no, so the ones I've been involved with are um, uh, so Singapore League is always good, and there will be a new one starting in the next little while. They always post to the Oz X Wing channel when they're recruiting for it, but I think the last one had. I think it was over 60 players across multiple time zones, um, and that was a good one. I got absolutely wrecked in the last round, so I ended up coming middle of the field, which I was a little sad about, but um, still had a good time. Um, but beyond that, there's also uh, the Onyx Squadron events that are happening every so often. So at the moment, that one's just started. Um, that's 64 Rusty players. Sorry? I think Rusty is playing in that one. Yeah, and a stack of stack of Aussies are so yeah. Uh, Rusty's in there. Uh, I think Nick is, Danny is, Chris Cousins um, is, Lockie is. Yeah, sure. yeah, Lockie is absolutely. Um, yeah, uh, I think even um, Tucky is actually. So yeah, no stack of stack of um, Melbourne guys are in that one. Uh, but that's basically mostly Australian, so that's quite cool um, to see sort of all the Aussies battling it out. Mm-hmm. Um, and then the last one I've jumped into is the Vassal League, which, for those who don't know, was the go-to online X-Wing thing before TTS got really big, um, which is 2D and less pretty, but it's it's kind of like, you know, there's people like there's people that really love it in the same way that people love DOS. Like, if you get really good at all the keyboard commands, it's really quick, but it's not as intuitive. Yeah, that's what anyway, I, haven't, I haven't played with it. Yeah, it's quite good. But um, the other cool thing, and unfortunately not this time around, but um, is there's a bunch of like like Ollie Pocknell likes it, and a few of the other like ex world champs 
Like that's the online league they play. Um, not this time around because they're all busy with XTC. But um, yeah, so I'm hoping to battle my way up to the top um, top tier this time around when no one's playing in it, and then I can go play a bunch of really good people and get wrecked. Yep. Best um, way to learn. That's it. That's it. Absolutely. Yeah. But yeah, I think like it's it's never been the online x-wing scene has never been more vibrant than it is now even people that through last year's lockdown weren't really doing online have sort of started diving in um it's a really good way of yeah just playing with people that you wouldn't usually and getting to know a bunch of people around around the world that play x-wing so um yes strongly recommend yep. nice i haven't turned tts on in months months and months and months I should probably do that. I, I always, I really enjoyed X Wing when I played it on TTS. I didn't like AOS, but I really liked X Wing. Well, people even doing Legion and stuff in it. It's a pretty awesome tool. Mm. Amazing, amazing for list testing. Amazing, like just the best. Mm. It's also cool that it's because all of these are like they're purely community made mods, mm. and they're like excellent professional level. Work really well. Really like easy to use. Like it's. It's always cool when you see like a community run thing be really good, and this is one of those cases. Uh, it's just yeah, it's just a cool, cool thing. Mm. The X Wing community is really good like that with all the list builders and even like specs like the XWS, so that you can share lists. And you know, there's a lot of people put a lot of work into all the tools that we use. It's pretty awesome. Mm. Cool that FFG like well, they can't or oh, not FFG AMG now sort of support that to a degree. Yeah, well, ignore they it. They don't it's, actively yeah. try and they shut it down. Actively ignore it. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Which is nice. Whereas, like, Games Workshop had a period where they were really good at that, and now they've kind of double backed, and they're about to release a new app called Warhammer Plus, which is a streaming site plus list builder plus. I think that the name, the reason why it's Warhammer Plus is it's trying to do a lot of shit, um, and based on their last apps. It's probably going to suck, but it means they're now kind of clamping down on a lot of the d- digital content that's out there, and they're sort of they're not updating the current app that people have subscriptions for and stuff. And yeah, they're just mishandling it like GW, usual. GW things. Yeah. So I hope it's amazing because you know if it's a few bucks a month and I get free cool content and a list builder and all this sorts of stuff, then awesome. But I'm. Pretty pessimistic based on everything else they've always done. Yeah, but um, we'll see what happens. Don't be dicks, is the gist. Games Workshop, when you're listening, don't be dicks. Yeah, and they are listening. No they doubt. definitely are. Yeah, hundred percent. Oh, yeah, yeah. Well, we're big like that. Hoots, mm. <laughs> coming for you, Gold Squadron. <laughs> we got a long way to go. <laughs> <laughs> Never mind the fact that. Guaranteed no one at GW is listening to Gold Squadron, but... Yeah. Yeah. Oh, you never know. They clearly don't play their own fucking game. <laughs> <laughs> uh, oh, no. All good. Speaking of other games, let's talk about things that we've been up to. I think... Is there any more X-Wing content people want to talk about before I do that? I think we're all caught up on stuff. Oh, good, man. I was, I was learning on this episode. I haven't read most of those spoilers, to be honest. Yep. So I was just like, oh, this is cool. <laughs> yep. Even though we've been locked down and stuff like that, I mean, people have been busy doing their, all their other hobby stuff and with AOS 3 just coming out and mm-hmm. 
Kill Team coming out shortly and Blood Bowl still on the go and yeah. yeah. People have been catching up on all their painting. I know I, I have. I wouldn't say catching up. <laughs> yeah. Keeping up, maybe. Uh, uh, <laughs> I've been doing some regularly. painting. It's about yeah. as strong as I can say. Yeah. <laughs> I might go here because I've been doing lots and I've been doing some interesting shit. Yep. So I went out and so Age of Sigma 3 dropped a month ago. So I dabbled back into that and I'm absolutely loving it so far. I give I give GW six months before they break it, but in this golden period of at least it's fun if if not balanced, um, I'm really enjoying it. Um, it's it paired well with the my original army that I started Age of Sigma with, which was a death faction, like General Death. Just got a new book, and so I picked the new book up, picked up the new edition, and I've been playing with my favorite army. Really enjoying it. Um, so that's basically what I've been doing hobby-wise lately, is just painting Age of Sigma stuff. Uh, but I also very recently went out and spent $450 on an oil paint setup, which is something that I've been kind of toying with the idea of for like the last two or three months. Uh, and I bought some oil paints to do some oil washes, and I watched some videos and did some bits and pieces. Um, and it's... Yeah, I have to say some of the results you've been getting are particularly the amount of time that you're spending to get the results that you're getting. It seems mm. like black magic. It is. It's it's kind of a case of diminishing returns, though, I've found. So there's two methodologies when you're doing... Well, okay, I'm simplifying this. There's probably a million iterations of how you can paint with oils. But I'm going to break it down into kind of three portions that I'm aware of. There's painting, traditional painting with acrylics, which is what the dominant painting like medium is for models, which is all your GW stuff, all your Vallejo, all that kind of crap. Um, and the primary difference there is it, the drying time and the way that the layers interact with each other. And a lot of the effects that you get with acrylics are there to actually imitate what oils do naturally, which is like all the glazing or the blending, all that sort of stuff. That's what oils kind of naturally do because of the way that the pigment kind of is and how it dries and all that sort of stuff. Um, then there's mixed medium where you're painting with some acrylics and some oils. And that's where your process needs to be really important because you need to, well, there's, there's certain shades of gray here, but predominantly you need to get all your acrylics on the model before you start with oils, because once you start painting with oils, um, the thinning medium that you use in oil paints reacts with acrylics. And so anyone who's used contrast paints would be probably familiar with the pooling that can occur with contrast paints. When there's a bit of oil or grease on the model or the primer didn't quite set right or whatever, and you get that kind of ble a beading, bleeding kind of effect. Yep. Similar to when you wax your car, and then when it rains or there's water from the windscreen wipers, how the water kind of like doesn't sort of run, it sort of pools and it goes all weird. Sort of the same effect happens with paint. And so if you do oils, then acrylics, the one, you need to seal the model with like a matte varnish beforehand. And then even after that step, occasionally you'll still have to 
what I would call overload the model with paint is where you got to paint it on real thick to get it to go in over that like thing. Once you've got an acrylic layer over the oil, it tends to be all right, but until such time, it's pain in the ass. So that's where your methodology has to be really important. You've got to do all your acrylic work first, then do your oils. And so you've got to have enough oils to be able to do your oil washing, do your glazing, do all that sort of stuff. And then any further highlighting you want to do has to be done with oils as well. Which is probably the best methodology, I think, for like army painting. Um, I think, yeah, a lot of people like the grimdark methods and all that stuff that people talk about is sort of oil washes and that over the top of acrylic. Yeah, and so what they're doing with the grimdark look, predominantly, the stuff I've seen online, is they're priming their model white. They're smashing colors, putting their acrylics on for their silvers and stuff like that. They're high value moments. And then they're oiling the crap out of it, probably definitely stripping it back, but they're stripping it back. And the way they're getting their, their contrast and their volumes is through um, that transition from the dark like recesses through back to the original prime, which is what makes it a very fast painting technique too, because you're really skipping a bunch of steps that you would normally have because you're not painting the whole model. You're painting elements of the model in generally you can do it really <clears throat> quite slapdash as well because then the method that you use to actually strip it only hits the highest points it's a sort of it's like this is a poor description but it's sort of like dry brushing how dry brushing just hits those like highest value highest sort of parts of the model um and it's it's a similar kind of process except you're like you're removing pigment as opposed to adding pigment um, and then I'm, I'm guessing, but I haven't painted it myself, but I'm guessing they then matte varnish it and go in and paint in the OSL after they've done that. Because the OSL is only in like the eyes and generally one or two prominent parts of the model. You can quite easily hit that with matte varnish and it won't... Um, yeah, get that pooling effect. Get that pooling effect. And probably two coats of it as well. Um, and then the third methodology with oil painting is just flat out painting a model with oils. And that's what I've been doing the last few days. I paint, I've been painting the new, the wolf vampire from the new AOS Soulblight guys, um, Belladama. And I've been working on it now for two, three days. I started painting it on Sunday when I got home. Um, and it's amazing, but it is slow because every layer that you paint on oils bleeds into the layer below it so if you're doing like traditional acrylic style highlighting it's it's super smooth the transitions are gorgeous and all these things are really nice but you don't get the same brights as you do with acrylics because you you've got you know you've i've painted a wolf and i painted it gray and then i've tainted it a lighter gray and then i painted it a white but by the time i've blended those three together the white has mixed with that first level of gray let alone the second and so then it's just like a mid-tone and so you got to let it dry you got to let it dry a long time right yeah it's like a three-day dry time for oils as well so like i've got there's a, like the models in front of me right now i'm holding it and like it's still um tacky tacky yeah for lack of a better word um and but the beauty of it too by that same logic is like correcting issues is super easy. You just get a bit of white spirit on the brush and you can literally brush it back down to the, um, the prime, like within minutes, like moments even. 
And like, I'm looking at the cloak that I've painted on this chick and it is probably the coolest thing I've ever painted in my life because it's just the transitions that are there and the color vibrancy and the different, it's insane. So anyone who's on the fence about trying oil painting out, I highly recommend it, but definitely have a look at some videos first because it's like, I've been painting since I was 12 and this is, this shit's a learning curve. (laughs) (laughs) Like it is different. Um, But that's, yeah. yeah. Another technique to learn for people in lockdown and stuff like yeah. that. You also don't have to blow four hundred. You don't have to blow four hundred and fifty bucks on it. Like I bought some. To be honest, I didn't realize I was spending that much money. I thought all the paints that I was buying were twelve dollars each. Turns out some of them were twelve dollars each. Some of them were fifty dollars <laughs> each. But it depends oh. on the pigments because some of the pigments are like far more expensive and shit yeah. like that because of the way oils are made. Um, so yeah, you can you can be more frugal with your setup than I was, but I got my tax money and I was like, nah, fuck it, this will last me for years. So I just I just went all in. But um, yep. the photos but, look good. Yeah, I can't wait to have it done and then sort of I'll put up a post or something on the page or some shit like that. I don't know, but they're really cool. If anyone, yeah, they're really cool. And that mid, uh, sorry, that second method that I talked of, the acrylic into oils. The speed painting results you can get are insane. Like, absolutely, especially paired with an airbrush. Because you prime the model, you you either Zenith spray it from a rattle can or you use an airbrush to airbrush in your black and white values. Then you airbrush in over the top of that your color values, which works as like an insurance because you your your white spirit won't strip away oil paints through a, through acrylic. So the like with the grim dark, how they're stripping back to that white value, you'd be stripping back to the color that you've airbrushed under it. And then um, what the oils do as well is, you know how with airbrushes, how they speckle a little bit? Um, when you use an oil wash over an unvarnished airbrush color, is the oils naturally react with the paint that's on the model and the oils actually mask that speckling so you get a smooth transition as opposed to a speckled transition like if you did a gw acrylic wash or a contrast paint over an airbrushed primed thing is those white speckles will show through that is far reduced if not completely removed when you do an oil wash yeah, so you can do some really, really interesting... But again, with oils and the way that washes work and the way that this whole process works is your colour selection needs to be on point to create your contrasts and your values and your stuff like that because you don't have as many... You can't go as bright after the fact... Well, at least in my experience, you can't go as bright after the fact as you can with acrylics. Acrylics, you can just keep adding brights on brights on brights on brights on brights. It's kind of like, I think the closest thing I could probably sort of describe it to is, you know, back in the day, how painting yellow was a pain in the ass because you had to paint yellow over black and they didn't have those like base colors. They didn't have all that sort of stuff. So you had to either paint the model white and then yellow over that, or you had to just build up a million layers. It's a bit closer to that kind of planning that had to go on back then as opposed to the easy mode that GW, the GW ranges now, or most of the acrylic paint ranges are like up afford us now. So it's definitely yep. a level up if you're interested, but it, the results are really cool. Really fun. Yep. So, yeah. Sounds pretty good. I don't know that I'm going to get in there. I've still got so much stuff I need to paint. 
Yeah. Oh, yeah. That I'm trying to keep consistent with stuff that I've already painted, you know, like maybe if yeah. I finished all my stuff. <laughs> yeah, nah, that's fair. I get that. Uh, yeah. Hobby what things it, to keep us occupied in the lockdown that we've just had. Actually, yeah, it was wicked. Anyone else been doing hobby or is it just me? Yeah, I've been painting. I've been painting a lot of stuff like Blackstone Fortress. I finished off all the models. I've been doing some Blood Bowl stuff. So, yeah. Mm-hmm. Yep. No, I've just yeah. been churning through Legion, um, slowly getting through my Rebel stuff. Uh, very slowly. They're much harder than the droids that you just like slap contrast yeah. paint on and do some edge highlights and call it a day. Mm-hmm. Like, lots of colors. But that's good fun. I like it. I finally finished enough for a skirmish army just, by which I mean I did like 13 models. So it's a very small skirmish army. Um, <laughs> just enough. Luke and Sabine in there who were between them are more than half of the list. So Love that. Yep, absolutely. I have been too busy with life and work, unfortunately. Yep. Yeah. Well, you moved, Last you, Monday. moved house, didn't you? Well, not you, but you vacated well, your old house. Yeah. Yeah, vacated my old house and um, have been planning planning a wedding. So um, that's taken up a lot of my time, unfortunately. But uh, I'm actually hoping this weekend I'll get stuck into some more painting. I've still got a ton of Imperial Legion to do. and Yeah. Sounds pretty it's good. Been... Yes, yeah. and then you can actually play a game of Legion. Yes. Whoa, whoa, whoa. One step at a time, Luke. (laughs) Yeah, I would love to play a game of Legion hopefully soon, actually. So, yeah, I might actually get stuck into some um, Stormtroopers and finish painting them up. Yes, do it. Yeah. Yeah, Whenever I I find all the cards. (laughs) I've got no idea where any of the cards are. We um so we just started just on the on the Legion thing. So we just we've been doing a um like a tournament split over three weeks at uh at Box Hill for Legion, um just like skirmish. And uh, and I joined it. I'm like, oh great, I can play some people other than the people I've been playing with usually, because uh, it's basically just been myself and um yeah a couple of the local guys, like two of them. And round one and two, those are the two guys I matched into. So oh, no. there's, there's, there's four people in the, in the tournament of eight that I've never played before and I will hopefully play the first someone else for the first time next week or <laughs> next week tomorrow yeah. you should, they should do a blood rule next time which is where you can nominate club mates and you don't get matched for that first round and then after that it's Swiss pairings and the usual but yeah just it, it allows you to have a little bit more chance of not hitting that like, do you play every day, especially in smaller tournaments? It's fine. I think we've talked to a couple of the guys who who are coming along for it to just keep coming. So, all good. Hell yeah! That's exciting. Mm. That's good. That that's good. How many did you just say there were? Look, eight. I think it was eight. Should probably check that. That's good. Yeah. At least there's people interested and willing to play the game. That's nice. Absolutely. There's a fella that comes to. AOS club on Thursday nights who is keen on the old Legion. I should message him and tell him to reach out to you and the others. Because he, he comes to Portal to play on Thursdays, so I'm sure he could probably manage a Portal on a Monday as well if he was knew there was a game of Legion mm-hmm. up for grabs. Yeah, absolutely. Yep. No, I'm super... I'm, I'm playing a lot of X-Wing lately and I'm with the Rebels penned up, super keen to play more Legion. Hell's here. Yeah, I'll be down for a game soon too, actually. Because right, you're not going to be busy soon or anything. No, no, not at all. No, not at all. I've heard uh, it's funny how life gets in the way of things like that. 
<laughs> so much, eh, mate? We're all healthy, we're all key. We're out of yep. lockdown ish. Yep. Hopefully that yeah. continues. That's mm. oh, well, yeah. yeah, New South Wales and Queensland are doing two crash out of the moment. So. Yep. That's uh, okay. Victoria is. That's okay. We'll all get on top of it eventually. See, get back to gaming. I all right. Well, it's it was good to catch up and play games on Monday night, actually. Yep, that was good. Yeah, First time in a good. while. Mm. So, yeah, I think we might call it there. I've run out of words, it's true. Yep. yep. Give us a good hobby breakdown, though, with the oils. I'm interested, but we'll see. Yeah. I'll, I'll, I'll put up some progress photos. We've got a Facebook page, right? Yep. Yeah, I'll pop them up there once yeah, they're done. I'll do one of each method and show you. And okay. I've been trying to, I've been recording the, the times that it's been taking me, not because I care per se about like, oh, I did this in two hours or I did this in four, but more just as a comparison. Comparison of like, all right, if I spent five hours working on this in oils and five hours of this on acrylics, where do I get and which is better? And, Sounds interesting. You know, yeah, all that. What well, looks better type thing? Yeah, yep. it's sort of, a, it's like, a, yeah, effort to outcome. Yes. Anyway, calling it there. That'll be the all end right. of this episode, and we'll speak to you all next time. See you then. See ya. Au revoir.